What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Self Helpless. I'm Taylor Tomlinson. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And wow, do we have an episode for you today. It's yes. one of Kelsey's favorite subjects and authors. Kelsey, what yes. are we talking about? Yes. We're going to be reviewing the book Rethinking Infidelity by the genius Esther Perel. Mm. She's so Never. good. We've talked about her before. She's the author of the book Mating in Captivity. She's given TED Talks that have like 20 million views on YouTube. She's just... And she has a podcast where you can actually listen to her, like, giving couples therapy sessions. Wow. It was crazy. Yeah, I listened to one while I was in couples therapy, and it made me feel a lot better. Oh, wow. Just because I was like, ooh, they sound fucked up, too. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody can communicate. (laughs) She is the wisest owl of the forest. When we did our episode on open relationships and talked about my open relationship with my husband, a lot of um, the way I see things is because of her TED Talk mm-hmm. and because of her book, Made in Captivity. So I just, I, like, if I went to church, I would go to her church. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? I'd go to her sermon and Beyonce's and all that. Ooh, I'm excited about this one. It. Yeah. So um, we have a quotable from another just amazing person to talk about the subject. Dan Savage, you want to read it, Del? Yes. Every relationship you're in will fail until one doesn't. Damn. So crazy to think of it like that, right? Yeah. That the majority fail. Majority fail. The vast majority of the relationships you have will fail. It's like when they say it's it's always in the last place you looked. And it's like, yeah, because you stop looking after you find your keys. Your soulmate's (laughs) always in the last place you look. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Very, very... Uh, interesting quote yes so uh what we're going to talk about today infidelity is almost universally regarded in the u.s as a break of precious trust and the worst form of betrayal but esther's book will explore why our culture feels this way about infidelity why infidelity threatens identity how jealousy and secrecy might not be destructive to relationships and Mm. a discussion of other forms of committed relationships all of those words made me so nervous. <laughs> I'm intrigued and I'm scared yeah. and I'm ready to learn and expand my mind. I mean, I think that's me juicy. I think yeah. it's. I think she's so fascinating. I really do. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I have never been the type of person who ever thought I would understand open relationships. Mm-hmm. I myself do not want one right. personally for me, right. but I have really like come to understand why some people would and why it's not like this horrific thing that's going to ruin everybody's relationship like i think there is a real stigma still around it definitely at the end of the day it's just like what's right for everybody and i think esther pearl does such a good job of like really breaking it down and like calling people out on why certain things bother them yeah and what it's actually the root of of that insecurity yeah absolutely for sure 
Um, so looking at Americans' perception of infidelity, which is kind of what we were just talking about, yeah. uh, many Americans in committed monogamous relationships think cheating destroys trust and is the ultimate form of betrayal, yet millions of Americans in monogamous relationships continue to cheat. Mm. Uh, so are unfaithful partners evil or are our prevailing views on infidelity in need of revision? Damn, that's a fucking good question. Yeah. Right? That is, yeah, I mean, no. I don't think people are inherently evil. Like, I think people are good. Right. And then, you know, you're born into this weird society with a lot of social constructs and we kind of have to, we try to fit ourselves in these boxes. Right. Yeah. I think that sometimes the way, the way in which people cheat on one another can be more evil than the way others can. Um, I was watching Esther's TED talk on cheating uh, before we recorded this episode and she talked about how especially in the digital age with social media mm. finding the the paper trail of your partner's conversations with a lover that it's like death by a thousand cuts. Yes. It's so different than before social media where perhaps you'd just see somebody, you'd see your partner having coffee with somebody and be like, mm-hmm. oh, what have I stumbled upon here? But now it's like everything's digitized. You could You could really see into somebody else's relationship somebody's affair and how painful that is yeah well and the internet makes it so easy to cheat you know what i mean like in some ways it makes it harder because there is more of a paper trail like you said and it's not like the 50s where it's just like i bang my secretary and then i go home from for steak you know (laughs) and nobody has a phone so they just don't hear from me all day (laughs) yeah um like it's it's i think it makes it harder and easier but like there's just so much temptation and there's so much like DMs are such a private oh, place, you it's know. So accessible. Oh, it's yes. so accessible, yeah. and you can check in. You know what everybody's up to and stuff. Like you know what everybody's doing, and I think um, it makes it harder not to cheat. Because like back in the day, if you were, especially if you're not a public figure and you're living in the same place, talking to the same people every day in the same smallish town or whatever, maybe you just don't think about it as much, or you don't have as many opportunities, or you don't have as many people just strangers reaching out to you online right um and yeah you're just there's just so much more information about you like i had i had an ex of mine reach out uh to me a couple weeks ago now two weeks ago and i thought they were in a relationship so Mm -hmm. i was like oh yeah let's get coffee it's fine and then i ran it past the person that i was seeing and they were kind of like "Mm, i don't know that seems weird to me and i was like no i'm sure it's fine and i ended up uh calling my ex to to catch up and talk and whatnot and uh found out he had just broken up with Mm. the person Mm -hmm. he was seeing Mm. and you know you you really like that's the type of thing that you you think like you just never you never know you never know what people um what they're in or not in based on their social media. You feel like you do, but you, you really don't. And you have like this false sense of like, I don't know, understanding of where everybody's at in relationships and whatnot. And I think it's really easy too for people to like not put out that they're in a relationship online. Yeah, show what they want to show. Exactly, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you couldn't tell from looking, like an ex reaching out to me probably didn't think anything of it because based on my social media, it looks like I'm not, in a relationship sure mm-hmm. because oh, it's yeah. still early yeah right. and you're being so, private and yeah. yeah so on my end i'm like oh they're in a relationship we can catch up and on their end they're like we can catch up because they're not in a relationship and it won't be weird right so yeah i think mm. social media hasn't 
it's like people's morals have never been tested more yes. with the accessibility of social media now. And Esther talked about too that it's it's such a wide range with infidelity, but it's not we're not necessarily even talking about people who are like serial cheaters. Esther showed an example of a woman who had been faithful for like 20 years and then just like out of the blue met somebody and you know she she slipped and she did something and it's like wow crazy how you can for 20 years do nothing wrong and then cheat once and you're a cheater right under like the umbrella of what our society deems that you know so it's yeah. I, I just find all this so fascinating. Oh yeah, and it's so oh, dependent. Wow. I have a joke about it that I do about your your reaction to cheating changes the longer you've been together. Because like two years in, you're like, if they cheated on me, I'd leave. And like yeah. five years in, you're like, if they cheated on me, we'd work through it. And then like twenty <laughs> years in, you're like, if they cheated on me, maybe I could cheat a little bit. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. you've been together so yeah. long at that point. It's like yeah, <laughs> um, you could go one of two ways where you're like, we've been together so long. How could you do this to me? Or yeah, we've been together so long. Of course, you wanted something different. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Huh. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, man. Fascinating. Yeah. So defining infidelity. Infidelity is hard to define. Are you betraying your partner by engaging in fr- flirtatious online chatting? Are you cheating if you get a lap dance? What if you're in a heterosexual relationship and sleep with someone of the same sex? Oh, these Ooh, are, these are good questions. questions. Well, and we've mentioned before that some people consider their partner jerking off to be cheating. Oh, that really? that's yeah, they're like religious I mean, people. Religious people oh, yeah. that that is wow. a violation of like you are using yourself to cheat on oh me. Oh my gosh, so every time you want to get a hand job, you got to be like, "Hey, get over here." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I've if definitely you, heard of that in relationships. That that is like a violation. If you think your partner jerking off is cheating, then you are going to have a busy life. Oh, uh, are you? Yeah. Like, oh you my sure gosh. Are. Yeah. Please jerk off. Please, I don't have the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't have the strength. (laughs) Um, So uh, as it is hard to define, it is hard to calculate those who have committed infidelity. Some studies conclude that 25% of the U.S. population has been unfaithful, while other studies conclude it's closer to 70%. (laughs) Yeah. Jeez, that's a big gap. Because how do you define it? It's so subjective. And who's been like, yep, cheated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, count me in. That too. Right? Who's actually volunteering that information? Exactly. Oh, man. You'll never get an accurate stat. Uh, No. Never. Never. Yeah, you'd have to get it really specific. Um, So, but most studies agree infidelity is on the rise. There are some clear elements shared by the majority of infidelities. Secrecy. In addition to adding excitement to an affair, it is often what hurts the betrayed partner the most. Mm -hmm. Sexual chemistry. Engaging in intense flirtation can be just as sexual as having a one night stand and can constitute just as much of a betrayal. Emotional involvement. The emotional side of infidelity often causes more pain than the merely physical part. Yeah. Oh, my Mm. gosh. Tay, you brought that up in the open relationship episode that um, if you were to ever have an arrangement like that, you would need there to be the open communication and talking about Mm -hmm. it because you that to you is like one of the biggest betrayals is like that you're not in the loop of it. Yes, absolutely. My open relationship with Kane is like we don't talk about it because... We don't want to know. Which I also totally get. Right. But my thing is like, if we're going to have an open relationship, it's still our relationship. And so, and also maybe because I'm the type of person who would develop feelings for a person I was sleeping with more so than like someone else who could have like more casual sex. Mm -hmm. So I would need to include my partner in it. I think for me, so that in the same way that like, 
if I'm going to get coffee with an ex, I'm going to make sure my partner knows so that nothing happens because I know that they're going to ask about it. Right. Whereas if you do something and they don't know, and in the same way, like I would probably be worried that my partner would develop feelings. Maybe I'd be more worried about myself, but yeah, I think I would want it to be more of like a thing we did together. Like this is we're, we're friends and partners yeah, mm-hmm. and we want to fuck other people. So let's like, talk about it and like make it a yeah. fun thing for us of like oh my god you did it where that's kind of fun like <laughs> wow th- wow they're hot like i would i would yeah if i had an open relationship that was that is what i would want it to be because i would right. want to feel like i'm still better than everyone else <laughs> and i can only feel that way if i know right everything would you ever want to do like threesomes with the person you're with or swing and stuff where it's because there are couples not who a want threesome. other sexual activity but they want to do it together mm. yeah that makes more sense to me a friend of mine was talking about doing like a like a sw- like a like another with being with another couple mm-hmm. and i thought that sounded more fun than like hmm. a threesome i wouldn't want to do a threesome i w- i don't even want to hang out unless it's you guys with like three people because <laughs> it much. just gets awkward like yeah, it's yeah. just like oh who's all talking and like i i think but i i understand the swinging thing if it's like all four of you you've like find a couple that you're also like attracted to market them. swap yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but you're all in the same room like that's a good time like yeah. i get that more wow a lot of smells yeah. yeah what do you think i mean if i did have an open thing i think i would have the don't ask don't tell policy yeah because i think it's one of those things i guess for me it's like i guess the you know the the instinct of like seeing somebody attractive and be like oh maybe a night a night with that person might be nice kind of thing but i also know that that information can be very hurtful to myself and my partner Mm -hmm. but i also would be like well We've agreed to explore it, but we also know that, like, yeah, it's probably going to hurt our feelings at some point, mm. you know? And, like, I guess it's kind of, uh, for me, I guess I guess it would be, like, having your cake and eating it, too, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Where you can I don't know, but I, I don't have one. But I also, I think me knowing everything would make it not a pleasant um, yeah. agreement. Because right. I think I would be able to, I'm very visual, I'd be able to put, you know, faces to names and stuff, and I would oh, start thinking, yeah. like, oh my god, should I be worried about this person, or like, was that sex better than ours, and like, oh, I yeah. think it would spiral, versus if the person just came home every night, and I didn't know what was going on, like, you know, kind of like what you'd, Ignorance you don't know is bliss. Yeah, I can't hurt but you. And every it. time their phone buzzes, I'd be like, who is that? Right. That's how I would feel. It would Ugh. drive me crazy. Right. So you're you'd be anxious about the other side. Yeah. Which makes sense. I totally I think get yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I don't know. But the- you guys might you're probably right. You guys the way you guys are talking about it is probably the correct way to do it. Well, I think a lot of people I mean it's just like we've talked about, everybody has different rules, which I found I find so fascinating. Or some yeah. people have full on other like girlfriends, boyfriends, right. whatever yeah. and the partners know about them. I mean, I think it's just very interesting. Um the whole what is it? The foursome thing? Yeah. Would that be like if you're swinging with a couple, that just means you're banging their partner yeah. and they're banging yeah. yours and then you guys are not really swap. touching and doing Wife stuff? swap. Are you like doing stuff to other people at the same time? Are you just like, I think I it just know. depends. I, think I haven't done it. So yeah. I don't know. They're on that side of the room. You're on this side of the room and you just kind of wave at each other. Thumbs <laughs> up. Like, I read yeah. some article about it once where they were talking about like they were each 
like blowing each other's partners <laughs> and like Whoa. they like one of the husbands was just like great job honey like ah! <laughs> <laughs> i forget where i read about this it was an article about wow. swinging or something on, like they were on vacation so open that yeah. is open open but that's also i think there's like an element of cuckolding there too where yes. people get turned on by watching their partner have sex with somebody else yeah when i, I would only have, i don't have that i would only have that if i was also having sex with somebody else because then we're all equal yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. i just don't want to be the i don't want to be watching you have sex and yeah. i'm sitting here what a bummer it's like no. i have way better things i could be doing yeah, yeah. like i want us both to be you know yeah if we're a little jealous oh my God. i don't know yeah <laughs> oh so so i the closest i've ever gotten was maybe i should share this on patreon actually i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna strike that i'll You're share gonna it save on patreon, patreon? <laughs> <laughs> oh, patreon. Now I yeah, i'm excited okay. to drive home with you <laughs> Uh, most people build their identities around relationships. Ooh, I hear that. An act of infidelity causes us to question the foundations of our identity and threatens our sense of self. Mm. Infidelity hurts because it can threaten the identity of the betrayer and the betrayed. Identity and partnership are especially enmeshed in American culture, more so than other cultures. Americans tend to believe that romantic love is life's supreme achievement. Mm. Yeah, I yeah. think that's true. Yeah, I wow. think that's so true because if you if you cheat there's you're like oh i'm a bad person now and if you get cheated on you're like oh i'm worthless so people mm. put so much of their self-worth so much identity invested yes. yeah. yeah absolutely i know when i uh, the four and a half relationship i had between like ages 17 to 22 ish um yeah that i think that was the only time i've allowed myself to become a mesh in somebody else's stuff yeah. like i you mm -hmm. know i really tried hard to to like the things they liked and you know tried to like take some of that on even if i wasn't feeling it and um when i yeah when i found out i got cheated on by that person i was like i think part of me was like never again will you don't ever like lose your identity or compromise in that way that yeah. doesn't feel like authentic to yourself right and i don't think I, i've i've ever done that since mm, and yeah. i think it, it kind of scarred me in a way but i i feel like i can compromise on certain things but i i i usually try to maintain my like separate i, I want to be Your a separate, separate entity yeah. from that yeah. person where i feel like i i've been around a lot of people that are happily kind of like well you know, I like the the angels now. That's my team. You know uh, what I mean? And like, and yeah. and they're t totally cool with that. Um, I'm going to two basketball games in the next <laughs> month. Uh, I gotta <laughs> maintain some distance. <laughs> yeah, so it's like you know, but and that's great if that's if that's what they're they're into. Yeah. But I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? The well, identity. I was about to ask. So you've been cheated on that one time? Yeah, as as far as I know. Maybe there's been more people. Right, I know, right? Yeah. Have you been cheated on, Tay? I don't think so. I don't think I have either. But I've, I've been lied to. Yeah, same. I've I've a couple of my serious relationships. I've been the one to end it because, like, not because I had grown necessarily unhappy, but because they had like forced me to break up with them. Yeah. Like they had started to treat me in a way that was like, okay, I'm not going to have any self-respect. So I wasn't cheated on, but it was like, you know, that same sort of ickiness of, well, I have to leave because yeah. I'm not getting what I deserve. Um, but yeah, it's uh, cheating such an interesting... Yeah. A person being cheated on one time can completely dictate how they act in relationships for the rest of their life. Absolutely. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Scarred me for bad. You don't mm. seem terribly jealous, though. No. No. Which is interesting. But you know what it is? Is because I, luckily, I was able to separate. Once I started dating again and I started mm-hmm. meeting people, I was, you know, when uh, you don't realize, like, an environment is really toxic until you're kind of out of it, I started to realize, like, oh, that was not a normal dynamic mm-hmm. yeah and then i started being around normal dynamics with either friends or whatever and like my own you know new relationships and I was like oh so i think i was able to separate like oh there was a lot going on on top of the cheating that was just yeah. one of the things um but this I-, I feel like i can trust this because i feel like they're so di- so different yeah so i was able to separate that but there was also a part of me where i'm like oh i'm never gonna let somebody have control over my emotions ever again yeah. And I think that lasted for quite a bit yeah. where I I think I part of me didn't really connect with people. I don't know if that was like I wasn't meeting people I was connecting with or I wasn't allowing myself to connect with them. And sometimes I would like actively go for people I knew I wasn't going to like. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm, this person can't hurt me because I don't I mean – I could sleep with them and leave no problem, that kind right. of stuff. But what's yeah. so weird about the the person who did end up cheating on me is I always knew he would do it. I don't know. Mm. It was like a weird oh. instinct thing. Yeah. I always knew that like something was up and it and even when it wasn't happening, because it, it, I think it happened two, two and a half years in, I just I didn't feel – I never felt secure in that relationship. Mm. And so part of me, it was like, this is probably going to happen at some point. I remember like leaving his house sometimes and just crying for no reason on the way home. Oh. And I'm like, why am I crying? Like nothing bad oh. happened. I just had a great night. But part of me knew like Spidey something, sh- something yeah. shitty's going to happen at some point, wow. like really bad. I had nightmares for a year about um, the person I was with becoming a different person and lying to me and then like shrugging it off. And then it happened. And I was like, oh man. Weird. We gotta Our so intuition. We gotta listen to it. And it's not yeah. even like, you know, I mean, you gotta be careful because I have also been in, I again, I don't think I've been, um, I don't think I've been cheated on. But I, I have been in relationships with people who I don't think I was with them long enough for them to cheat on me. I was with mm. people I think oh. would have. Oh. Because they lied about little things all the time, and mm-hmm. they were um, good at – they didn't feel guilty about being okay. dishonest. Okay. And that mm-hmm. kind of thing. That's just – to me, lying is just as bad as cheating. Like, I've – as I've gotten older, I really do feel this way. Like, if somebody cheated on me and they came to me immediately and was like, I, f- I messed up. Like, this is why I did it. This is what's I think, happened. Like – I think I could get past that mm-hmm. and wow. move forward. I really do. I think yeah. I could get past it. And um, if, you know, it, it's I, – I think part of it, too, is honestly being friends with you guys. You guys are such secure, strong women that oh, you – like, in your relationship, you really are. And it's made me look at myself and the way I am in relationships and go, like – Oh, a lot of like fears of mine or jealousy or whatever, it comes from just insecurity and feeling like I might not be good enough. And you guys have always been very good at being like, if anybody fucks up with me, they're stupid. Like I'm <laughs> I'm amazing. And I think I think there's something to that of like you have to realize like if somebody cheats on you, it's probably not because you're worthless and shitty it isn't of course you know not. like of course right. it's because they weren't getting something or they needed something or it's something connected to ego or whatever or they just want something different like that's why i think it's just so important to talk about 
what you need in your relationship to to head off any like you know like Kelsey when you when you realized you wanted an open relationship mm-hmm. I mean the fact that you have one now is due to the fact that you were just like this is this is why I feel like I need this. Mm-hmm. These are the things I need that I I cannot get from our relationship that right. I absolutely do want to be in yes. for the rest of my life regardless. But this is something that I can't get from this, and these right. are the ways I think we could. And you had a lot of like open talks about it. Yeah, it's a scary thing to talk about, and um, you just don't know how it's going to be received and where the other person stands on it. And it was, it's changed so much over time. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that a lot in the open relationship episode. But yeah, when I first brought it up with Kane, he wasn't on board with it. He mm-hmm. couldn't picture us having any sort of open thing and then kind of just kept slowly cracking that door cracking the door open and, and open to, you know, it was you could make out with somebody and then it became like you can fully have sex and, and do all that. Um, and Kane was the one to bring that up. And so like he went on such a wide journey mm-hmm. from being like, I'm, I can't picture us doing that to like now he was the one who was like, yeah, I think I think I'm OK with that. So, yeah, yeah. it's if you're somebody who uh, is in the position that I was in where you are interested in that and your partner's not, um, just know like sometimes they won't change and like you have to respect that that's who they are and, and not try to change them. But just know that sometimes people do um, change and decide that they want something else. So mm-hmm. you never know. Um, I was going to say to, we were talking about why people cheat, like what the reason is and stuff. And um, one of the things that Esther says in her TED talk that just stood out so much to me is um When we seek the gaze of another, it isn't always our partner that we are turning away from, but the person that we ourselves have become. Um, That we're not necessarily looking for another person, but another self. Oh, and I that like resonates so hard with me. I completely feel that way. There's definitely been um, lots of moments in my relationship where I'm like, "Wow, we've been together for so long, and so much of your identity does get wrapped up in that." And um, you know, there's times where I feel like really domesticated and I think there are some amazing like blissful parts of feeling domesticated where you feel really stable and you like come home to like your great place and your cats and your man. Um, but there are times where that can also feel um, like too certain and kind of you feel like you've grown boring and you miss that other side of yourself when you were younger and like out. And um, that's why it's important for me (laughs) to like still do trips with girlfriends and like see my group of friends from home and go to Vegas because I need to still feel like I'm in touch with a part of myself that isn't just like in sweats watching Netflix with cat Mm -hmm. hair on me. Like I need, I need to have that, um, that experience still. So absolutely. I my boy my ex boyfriend actually told me why he cheated on me because I pried a, a lot. Honestly, wow. um, there was a few things, and I don't know if any of it was true or what. Like I don't know what the motive was because we it was one of those things where we got back together several times, like broke up and got back together a few times. Um, one was he felt like I was. I was good and he was bad and that me going away to school, it was only a matter of time I was going to meet somebody that Mm. was also good and I was going to leave him anyway. Yeah. Um, He felt abandoned by me because I left town to like go to school Um, and he felt that this other person had just like more in common with him and was just kind of like, I don't know, like uh, allowed him to be more himself, I guess. Mm. And that, and I was like, okay, well, um, you know, 
at least I got some kind of answer because that would have driven me crazy. Um, But yeah, I don't, I I kind of now being, you know, this is like almost a decade ago or a decade ago. um, I kind of, I agree with one of them. The fact that this person probably had way more in common with him than I ever had. Um, the abandonment thing, I don't think that was my fault because I was just going to get an education Yeah, an hour and a half away, not a big commute. And, um, you know, the, the whole, I'm not good enough or whatever it is, that's on him as well. Like I, I, there's nothing I could have done to like, you know, repair his self-esteem or something. Um, and who knows if that was, uh, you know, true or if he was just trying to make me feel better about it. But I feel like I've read that a lot about men cheating in heterosexual relationships because they feel like inadequate and they Mm. want somebody to kind of make them feel, you know, like the like big man again or whatever like i feel yeah. like that's a pretty common hot one yeah yes apparently this person definitely stroked the ego quite yes. a bit you know what i mean and like yeah. maybe i stopped kind of doing that or something right. i was more uh, like i think i was more like trying to encourage him to do more perhaps yeah. or be more and i think she was obviously very stoked on just who he was at the you know as yeah. it is and that's great and i sh- maybe should have done that a little bit more but it's interesting to look back on it now, like 10 years later. Yeah. You know? Well, and that's what's so hard about long-term relationships is like, I mean, at a certain point, if you're together for a decade, it's like, it's unreasonable to expect that you're going to be the same level of like, oh my God, wow, you're so neat. I, <laughs> I didn't know that about you. Well, yeah, you did. Cause you learned it 10 years ago right. and now you're going to interact in a different way. Like you're yes. not going to be as starry eyed when you have interactions with that person, like on a daily basis, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to talk about understanding jealousy. Jealousy has become taboo in Western society. Uh, Prior to the 1970s, jealousy was regarded as normal in the West. Women were expected to hide their jealousy, whereas men were free to show and act on Mm. feelings of jealousy. Mm. As women became sexually emancipated, jealousy became shameful for both sexes. So is jealousy a bad thing? If you love someone, it's only natural to feel vulnerable and a bit jealous. Uh, And conversely, if your partner feels a little jealous about another person's involvement with you, this may feel like proof of love um so is jealousy an indicator of love is feeling jealousy an unhealthy thing i love a little jealousy Uh, yeah (laughs) i love it yeah i think like a little jealousy is healthy hot yeah right oh yes there's a very fine line with me i like a little jealousy but like i know guys out there who see the way that their woman is dressed as they're about to like go out somewhere and they're like you're not wearing that. That makes me oh, want yeah, to yeah. Yeah, vomit and murder them. I think that's yeah. so gross to be like, don't go out looking nice because you might attract. It's just like, fuck off. That's like, yeah. grow though, some balls and be yeah. secure. Like, I hate that shit. There's no, that's such a big turn. I think oh, it's, yeah. it's, as soon as jealousy becomes controlling, I think that's where the problem is. Yeah. But if yeah. it's just like, oh, you see like your, you know, person like getting hit on by somebody and they're just being nice and then they're coming back, you know, to your table, it'd be like, "Ooh, you got hit on. I'm gonna freaking kiss you so hard." Yeah. That kind of thing is <laughs> right. like, "Ooh, like something yeah. that kind of like reignites like a little bit of yeah. like excitement." I think is fun, but it's uh, yeah, super healthy. I think once yeah. it crosses yeah. the line of like somebody trying to own somebody, right? I like it when people are like, "I mean, I'm not gonna tell you what to do. Like, you do whatever you want." But also, that bothers me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's nice. <laughs> that's I, I'm like, oh, okay, well, then I won't do it. Just, you know, as a yeah. lady. Yeah. Because, yeah. uh, you know, 
Cam is not a very jealous person. Yeah. At all. And and obviously I like that about him, but sometimes it's like do you even care yes. if I like had sex with somebody on the table in front yep. of you? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Where it's like some like can you just fake a little just a bit? Little bit. <laughs> just but, be afraid to lose me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think it's just like he's secure with him and our relationship and he's like, look, if that like he's very much in the sense like, look, if you ever cheated on me or if you cheat on me, then I guess this wasn't the right fit, and like we would right. we would move on. What and, a zen! Right? Oh, that's what my ex said. I hated oh. it. I hated it so much. <laughs> but I was like, well, I guess if you felt like you were searching for something else, then that means that this wasn't it, and we should probably both move on. Like he's very matter of fact about it. You know, uh. I'm like, wow. You wouldn't even think like, oh, let's try to do couples counseling or try to figure, you know what right. I mean? Like, I guess if I found out he cheated, I would obviously be upset, but also like, oh my God, what what's going on? Like, can is there yeah. something that we can do to to get this going? Or is this something that like, hey, do we should we do an open relationship? Like, right. I think I would be trying to make something happen within yeah. the confines of the relationship yeah. still. Let's make you know? this okay. Like, right. did you go somewhere else for something sexual that I'm willing to do if <laughs> right. you bring it up? Or, like, do you need that and we need to reevaluate? Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Secrecy in relationships. Ooh. Love and lying are seen as mutually exclusive in the West. If you're a committed, if you're in a committed relationship, you cannot lie to your partner. We've been taught that there is a duty to be truthful to your partner, but it is rarely so cut and dry. Mm-hmm. Perel argues that there are cases where secrecy is the better route. Telling the truth can sometimes be an act of selfishness or even cruelty. It's important to know exactly why you want to tell the truth. Do you have your partner's best interests in mind or are you trying to, uh, are you trying to assuage your own guilt? Oh, wow. That's fucking good. That's why ours is. (laughs) (laughs) You and I feel very differently on this subject. Yeah. So why don't we hear from you guys? Yeah, yeah. you You go first. Well, obviously, in my open relationship where we don't talk about it, it is because in our mind, ignorance is bliss. But you both know you're in an open relationship. Yes. So it's you're not lying. You have an arrangement. Right. Correct. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm arguing, that in our situation, that's what works best for us is to not know. Um, but I, I see what you mean, that like if it's a situation where there isn't an open relationship and then you're being secretive, it's like, well, then oh. that's not something that you've established is okay. Yes, that's what I think it is. I think like, yeah, I think I'm just, I'm focusing more on the lying than I am on the secrecy. Because like, yeah, you could argue secrecy is as much as like, oh, I'm sorry I was late. I, you know, I lost my keys. It's like, but I actually had diarrhea. Like, that's secrecy, you know? (laughs) Right, right. You could also argue it's lying. (laughs) But to me, that's secrecy. (laughs) Okay. And then lying to me would be like, you know, like, again, you guys not telling each other the details of your open relationship. That to me is not a lie or even secrecy because you both know. Yeah. We are in an open relationship. We have agreed not to tell each other. It's just the rules of the road. That's right. the rules of the road. I think yeah, that's right. totally different. The what what I what triggers me in this is I go, OK, but does that mean that you can cheat? And then if it didn't mean anything, you just spare your partner the details like Um, that's where i think it gets because i think people do that i think people cheat and they go why would i tell them it will just hurt them Mm. you know i would agree Mm. with that if it's just a one time like if you fuck up once 
and you're like, I'm not going to ever do that again. I'm not going back. I mean, I feel like in that situation, yeah. but if it, it's like, if it is an ongoing thing, either you're continuing to do something with that person or you find yourself continuing to cheat over and over, then I feel like a conversation would need to happen. Right. But if it's okay. like a fucking blip, I mean, I think I'd want to know about a blip because I think I'd be like, well, I'm going to go blip too. And let's call it even, <laughs> exactly, baby. Yeah. I, I think that's, I think, I think that's why I'd want to know. Because I want to be like, wait, did you fuck up? Does that mean I can fuck up? Yeah. Like, I think yeah. I think I would want me, because um, I don't know, maybe I'm an asshole. I think I'd want to level the playing field. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Like, absolutely. you don't get to do that, and I don't get to do that. What are you doing? Yeah, but if they didn't right? tell you, it would be it would be level in your yeah, mind. You wouldn't know. Well, you yeah, know. in my mind. But I guess for the truth's sake, but I would wouldn't be you like, know <gasps> on some level? I feel like I'd still know. I don't know. That they did it? That they treated it? I just feel like I intuitively... I, I think just a know. lot of people don't, especially if you, I mean, if, yeah. like you said, if somebody's doing it frequently and they get good at it or something, I don't yeah. know. You hear I'm, about that shit all the time where it's like people have been like keeping, like where people have another family. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you know insane. what I mean? People do maintain like crazy things for long periods of time. Right. But I just, that's my personal thing. If I was in a relationship and it wasn't open and they like fucked up once, you wouldn't yeah. want to know. I don't think I'd want to know because I'm like, well, if, unless you're going to continue yeah. to do that, right. why cause me that pain? Right. They're just saying that to make them themselves feel better. Yeah. And get it off their conscience. Unless it was something I, like logistically where it's like, look, it was unprotected. We should sure. all get tested. Sure. If it know, has like no that. consequences, right. then I don't think I would want to know. Yeah. I Here's why I think it's that's like a slippery slope. Because if you fuck up once and you don't tell me and it's like oh, I never find out ignorance is bliss. And then at some point I find out somehow by way of sure, any sure. any avenue. Sure. That is going to feel so much worse sure. than you coming to me and yeah. going, I messed up. This is what happened. I'm never going to do it again. That like to me, that's like a respect thing almost. Yeah. Of like, I respect you enough to admit that. Because to me, like the whole like, oh, I if I tell you that's selfish because I'm just trying to assuage my own guilt, it's like bullshit. It's hard for you to tell a person you cheated on that you cheated. Like I think right. the easy thing is for you to never talk about it and you wait for the guilt to just dissipate because that's what I think. Yeah. Personally. It's different for everybody. Some people might true. be able to just like digest it and go on, but I think some people fucking thinking yeah. of Steve and Sex in the City when he cheats oh, on Miranda yeah. and he's like, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> like, you yeah. know what I mean? There, I think there are people who would like eat them alive. Mm. Yeah, I guess I'm like that. It would eat me alive and yeah. I would need to tell them. But I also could see how, you know, selfishly I would be like, but I'm never going to do it again. They're never going to find out what's the point. You know what right. I mean? Like, and maybe also, especially because we're public figures, I'm like, yeah, there's always a chance that sure. the person we're with is going to find out yeah. if we cheated on them, mm. you know? Like, mm. I want to ask you guys a question, but I'm like, I don't want to put you guys on the spot. If you don't want to answer it, then just don't okay. answer it. Okay. okay. But this is like, if we were playing a drinking game right now. <laughs> if you, if there's this like super hot guy okay. in a bar or wherever, and by the way, neither Delaney or Taylor have open relationships. This is hypothetical. Yeah. Super hot guy in a bar and like, you just want to fuck him for a night. If, you, if the universe guaranteed to you that there's no way your partner would ever find out, would you do it? No. No, because I've been in that position uh. and I didn't. Oh. You know what I mean? Like I've had that opportunity oh. and I still still didn't. didn't. It would drive me, it would drive me crazy. Because you would the know. The guilt would drive me, I would know. 
Even if you're you were guaranteed yeah. your partner, you would know. Yeah. Yep, yep, yeah. Yeah. The, the guilt would eat me alive. I yeah. would have to say something. Also, how hot is this guy? Clam- <laughs> chlamydia hot? <laughs> chlamydia hot. Sounds, he sounds a little too hot. <laughs> now, if there was like an average looking guy with a great personality, no one's ever going to find out. If, I mean, who knows? <laughs> okay. That's how I should have set it up for Taylor. Very different. If Just- your mock trial coach from high school who could do impressions is in a bar. Oh, God, I forgot about the mock trial oh, guy. Lord. Oh, oh my good, God. That I mean, but but honestly, like, I mean, who's going to... I mean, I'm sure our answers are true, but who would answer? Yeah, for sure. That's a good I point. Some on a podcast. Would. On a podcast. Yeah, I know. Lots I, so I was, of people would. I just realized, I was like, I, I think I have a very truthful answer, but I'm also yeah. wondering, like, oh, I wonder how many people would actually answer that honestly. Yeah, I don't know. Right? And that's why I was like, I, this wasn't a planned question. I just yeah. thought of it and was like, hmm, yeah. I want to see. But I think a yeah. lot of people would say yes, honestly. I think a lot of people would be like, would, yeah, yeah if they never find out, it has no... And I mean, who knows? If I was in a different place in my life, yeah. I've never been, I, the longest I've ever been with one person is a year and a half. So uh-huh. I don't feel like we can like even all compare right. stories. You right, know what right, I mean? Yeah. Cause like I've never been with somebody for seven years. Maybe seven right. years from now, I'll just be like, do you wanna, let's just have a different thing. Like we'll both this weekend, yeah. hall pass. Hall pass. And then we come back and we talk about it. Oh, yeah. And then we're like, it's hot again. Like, yeah, right? You know, I just don't know. Yeah. yeah. I'm so much more oh, open-minded man. now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's something interesting. Uh, happy relationships can involve infidelity. Common sentiment argues that if you're unfaithful, there must be something wrong with the relationship you're in. Uh, maybe your partner isn't your perfect match. Otherwise, why would you stray? Perel argues that infidelity isn't always a symptom of an unhappy relationship. Uh, mm. Affairs can be a way to explore alternate identities. So that's like what yeah. I was saying before, that sometimes yeah. it's not that you're necessarily unhappy with your partner. You're unhappy with who you you yourself have become yeah, and you want right. to go explore that fantasy self right yes. yeah because like i guess you can because being with different people you can immediately kind of see like a different trajectory for your life yes. or for yourself absolutely and that can be yeah really weird isn't that bizarre yeah and especially like if you know if you've experienced dating multiple people or whatever um yeah you kind of picture like oh with this person we'd probably live in connecticut with a this and with this yeah. person we would live here on a beanbag and with this person you know what i mean and it's like oh this is such a strange thing you can like kind of have multiple lives yeah with the, with the yeah. people that you Date, yeah, I that's guess. why it's dangerous to reconnect with exes because, especially like, like oh, they have their shit together oh, now. You reactivate that whole path, mm-hmm. that whole, and you go, oh man, if I were single, or if we, you know, like that's why it's so dangerous. Uh-huh. Or if you're in a bad place in a new relationship, or you're, or if you are single, it's so easy for people to go back because they just remember what it was like, or they think like, oh, but what if it turned out this way? Or, yeah. You know, yeah, you already put some miles on that road, you know. Yeah. It's like a little, it's a little Dude, comfortable. I would say like you really, I don't. It's you can't think you can really judge this because you have to really be in that position where yeah. you're like it's happening to you, yeah, and you're in a position where you really want to do something with somebody else. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like you said, we're all in such different places in our relationship, like. Who knows what I would, who knows what we would will be in 30 yeah. years or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just don't I, know. I loved how Pete Holmes talked about it about how I don't know if he talked about it on our podcast or on his but about like if his wife fell in love with somebody else or like wanted to leave him, he would hope that he could let her go do that because of course I want you to be happy. Like it hurts yeah. I don't want to lose you, but I, yeah. I would love to love someone enough that it was like 
you fell in love with somebody else, you think they're going to make you happier than I could forever? Yeah. I mean, you got to go then. Yeah. 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 Got one life to Whew. live. Easier said than done. Gosh, so much yeah. easier oh my said gosh. than done. Should we get into the types of betrayal? Yes. yes. All right. The, Judean Christ- the Judeo-Christian ethic regards infidelity as the peak of moral failure. This continues to guide many Americans' perspectives. The Bible says, whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. This is the only sin you can commit by merely thinking about it. Yikes. Which is so insane. (laughs) So (laughs) a lot. Um, According to a 2013 Gallup survey, 91% of Americans regard infidelity as morally unacceptable. Perel argues that infidelity is not the only nor necessarily the worst form of betrayal a person can experience from their partner. So should American cultural... Should American culture regard infidelity as worse than abuse or neglect? Oh, obviously not. Right. No. Yeah. Right. But I guess for some people, some people might think, like, I'd rather them, you know, do this versus this. Yeah. Kind of, like, right. weigh the, right. you know. And there's also emotional the cheating, which we've talked about. Like, I would be so much more upset if my boyfriend, like, told another woman all about me like all of my personal mm-hmm. like secrets yeah, uh, right. more so than like oh my gosh i messed up and made out with somebody like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you know what i mean yeah. right yeah i once i knew some i knew somebody who said like oh they'd prefer if their partner slept with somebody versus kissed them <laughs> they felt Whoa. they felt ki- kissing was so intimate. They know a lot of people kiss while they're fucking, right? <laughs> <laughs> but like, if they had to pick, they would rather just penetration versus mouth to mouth. That oh, is yeah. strange. Yeah. I would sense never me- guess that. If you can have sex without kissing, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's very bizarre. Yeah. Okay. Uh, consensual non-monogamy. Monogamy is not the only modable. Um, only modable. Monogamy is not the only model available for committed partnership. Consensual non-monogamy involves two partners, but each partner is allowed to have sex with other people about which they are open and honest. Many consensual non-monogamists argue that monogamy is a lie. Many people are faithful but have sexual thoughts about others. Why be so hypocritical of this tendency? Why not discuss and be open about the undeniable desire to sleep with others? I've known oh, I've yeah. known people who are like so good together and one of the things they love most about each other is that they can both go like, "Oh, that oh my god, they're fucking hot." You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Or like, "Oh, I would <laughs> I would fuck them." Like that kind of thing, but they don't have an open relationship. They're oh, just, interesting. They just yeah. talk about it and that's enough for them. Wow. I Huh. I guess it's because we just, a lot of people equate sex to love. Like, sex equals love. So if somebody's right. having sex with somebody else, they're they're in love with them. And then do they love them more than me? Or is this, you know? Yeah. Where, I, we've, I've kind of touched on this in the past about my experience. was like, I've been, I've been very easily able to separate love and sex in my mm-hmm. own relationships. And so I find... I don't know. I guess I can't wrap my head around. Like, I'm I'm somebody who has no problem with, like, you know, if Cam wanted to have strippers at the bachelor party and stuff like that, that would not bother me one bit. Where I know friend, some friends of mine would be like, absolutely not. That's cheating, right? Yeah. And so it's like, it's so fascinating how sex can mean different things for different people. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, to me, they're very intertwined. But right. But I know that they're not for other people. Right. And so for me, yeah, if I was getting married and 
he wanted to go to a strip club or something with his friend. I that used to really bother me, and now I don't know that it would because mm. I would just be like, all right, well, to you, that's something different. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you kind of have to understand where other people are coming from. So yeah, you meet them, meet meet each other halfway. Yeah, yeah. And off you know compromise if needed and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, just to speak to exactly what you just said, Delaney, uh, Perel argues that there is no one-size-fits-all for partnership and that both monogamy and consensual non-monogamy involve rules and communication in order for them to work. So, yeah, man, what a book. I, so good. So, so interesting. So much stuff for us to talk about with it. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, we have an iTunes review of the episode, and then I think we have to wrap up. I think we gotta uh, wrap up, yeah. So, uh, Del, do you want to read the iTunes sure. review? Sure. This is from JBay14. Loved these three ladies separately, and then I found out they have a podcast together. Can't believe I'm so late to the party, <laughs> but glad I made it. Hilarious and always quality topics that hit a home run every time. Thank oh. you, JBay. Thank you so much, JBay, baby. Oh my gosh, so Thank appreciate it. Yeah. And um, feel free to leave us an itunes review if you want to you know a chance to get featured on the show yes helps out a ton yes uh this is coming out on december 9th and uh just you can go to kelseycook.com for tour dates and watch the new episode of risks of fury my foosball web series on youtube yes (sighs) december 9th plugs um i'm gonna be at the pioneer underground in reno uh this weekend 12th through the 14th fantastic and go to ttomcomedy.com for tour dates next year beautiful dicksbydelaney.com for all of your funny holiday gifts check it out get your family printed as a dick on anything you want hell yeah (laughs) all right thanks for listening guys i'll talk to you next week bye Bye. thank you guys so much for listening to self-helpless we love you guys so much there are a few different ways you can support our show you can leave us a five-star rating and review on itunes it really helps us move up the charts you can also tell a friend about the show post it on social media and you can join our patreon it's where you can get bonus episodes from us and lots of really fun content ways to interact with the show that's at patreon.com slash self-helpless and if you go to selfhelplesspodcast.com that's where you can get links to all of our individual stuff delaney where can people find you you can find me at delaneyfisher.com you can find uh, the online courses there one-on-one creative consulting watch my comedy special and find dicks by delaney there Perfect. Tay, where can people find you? You can find me on ttomcomedy.com for tour dates and links to everything else social media-wise. I am at Taylor Tomlinson on Twitter and Instagram. Perfect. You guys can find me at KelseyCook.com for all my tour dates. My Instagram is at KelseyCookComedy. Twitter is at KelseyCook. Uh, please be sure to watch my foosball web series on YouTube called Wrist of Fury. I've had Delaney and Taylor on together. It was such a fun episode. And you can download and buy my album Savor It on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you find comedy albums. We also want to give a shout out to our amazing producer, Lauren Mahoney, and our amazing editor, Emma Erdbrink. We love you guys, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.